The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for a Victory Monday edition of Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman here, and it is a beautiful day here in uh, Frisco, Texas. And it uh, doesn't really matter what it looks like outside, because I think if you beat uh, the Patriots 38-3, to Bill Belichick's worst loss ever, ever as a head coach, the worst loss from Bill Belichick, if you do that, it's going to be a, a beautiful day. We're certainly not talking weather here. We're just talking about the state of mind, and it's pretty good for the Cowboys, especially after the way they bounced back from that game in, in Arizona. Um, that's what I wrote on DallasCowboys.com. Maybe not a perfect game, pretty close, but it was a perfect response to the adversity that was facing them. And, you know, can, can this team – uh, is the defense this, this good? I mean, that, that was questions. I mean, can can they rely on the defense? Can the offense score? Can 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 they can they beat teams that are supposed to beat? Can they can they win? You know, games when when coaching is, is involved. Here's Bill Belichick coming to town. They got out coached against Arizona. They did not get out coached in this game. They actually uh, they actually you know won the game. I, I thought I thought the coaching staff did a, a re- remarkable job in this game. So you know. That's football. This is what football, this is why we love it. That's why we hate it and love it all at the same time because this is, it's just a, as I'm going to steal Brian Broaddus' term, football's a strange lady. It's a strange lady, and it was strange yesterday to go 38 to 3. Well, let's talk about it. 888-855-2297. You can text 817-290-3298. We already have a couple of callers on the line, so we're not going to waste really any more time. We're going to get right to it. Let's go to our first caller. This is a first-time caller, I believe, Alfonso in Miami. Alfonso. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm feeling good, man. You can't do nothing but feel good after a blowout win like that, man. True. As a Cowboys fan, man, so I'm feeling good. True. Yep. Yep. What'd you like the most about the game, man? Oh, man, there's so many bright sides of that game, man. I like to just, I like the the most thing, the thing that I like the most in that game. I like to see our defense get back on track mm-hmm. and be dominant like I know we was, you know, in the first two games. Yeah. And you know the scary part is is that is that this is the this is Michael Parsons did not really dominate. He 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 was a factor. He's always going to be a factor because he's going to command double teams and all that. But he didn't dominate like we have seen him. Exactly, he didn't. But what make us so special, like I put on my um, Twitter, is <laughs> that people don't understand that we have a lot of depth behind Michael Parsons that's rushing off the edge behind Michael Parsons. And the um D Law, we have a lot of depth. We got Armstrong, we got Sam Williams, and we also got um Dante. Um, Dante um, yeah, Dante. Yeah, we yeah. still got Dante. So in them, that's a lot of good depth coming behind Michael Parsons. As yeah. y'all seen on a couple of plays when he you know got injured and he was out a couple of plays, we were still able to get pressure on the quarterback. That's right. So that shows you how good of a depth we have at defensive end. Yeah, and that's that's been evident all training camp. They just come in waves, and, and it starts with Micah, and it, and it just kind of goes down the line. I, I, thanks for the call, Alfonso. Appreciate that. Uh, hey, man. 
Go yeah, ahead. man. Appreciate you for having me, man. And um, go Cowboys, man. Go I Cowboys. hope we continue this thing going forward. We got 49 this week, man. I'm looking forward to another great game from us. All right. Thank you. Um, he's right. We can talk about the 49ers now. We can do it. It's it's fine. It's here. Talk about the 49ers because the game it is the next game. We're gonna still talk about the Patriots because um, it's what we do on Monday. But uh, yes, it's it's not um, it's not illegal. Never was illegal, but um, it, it's appropriate now. I think to talk about the 49ers when we want to get there. But yeah, uh, Alfonso was right. The the depth, the defensive line, and, and the pass rush. I've been saying it. For a while, I mean, Dante Fowler's the guy I keep kind of circling because if this is your fourth or fifth, really your fifth best pass rusher, it's pretty good. And that's what happens. I mean, the right tackle, left tackle, they never get a break. You don't get a break. Yeah, you get a break a little bit when Micah goes out, out you know, for a breather or, you know, his knee, he had uh, kind of banged up a, for a little bit. But you really don't, you know, you don't you don't get that much of, of a break. And uh, it was evident in that game. All right, let's go to the second call. Joe in Stanford. Joe, what's up? Hey, morning, Nick. Great Victory Monday, sir. Oh, definitely. How are you? Good. So uh, a point and then a question for okay. you. So okay. my, my point is just sort of what is going along with what you were saying. I think this victory really has highlighted the, the superior depth that we have, especially along the line. For me, the guy who stood out just and hasn't really stood out was Neville Gallimore. Mm-hmm. That dude was getting off the ball in the backfield. He played good against the run. I, he stood out to me during the game, so I went back and watched his snaps. Dude played really well. Uh, uh, you you couple that along with, of course, the depth we have everywhere else, the fact that we've got a Pro Bowl second-string corner, it's it's ridiculous. It's crazy, man. This this defense, I, I'm so, like the first caller said, I'm so stoked that we came back and really showed who we were on the defensive side. Yeah. My my question is, of course, we struggled uh, in the red zone again. It's been a broken mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we are saving stuff for these big games? Oh, thanks for the call. Um, always thanks for the call, Joe. Um, but. I don't think you're. I don't think they're saving anything. I really, I really don't. I mean, because because it, it was about midway through the second quarter in Arizona, do you realize this is a big game because we could we could lose and they did. So I, I mean, saving things doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, not not things that you've practiced. It's it's different too. You you have plays in the playbook, whatever. But that doesn't mean you necessarily practice them in the game plan throughout the week. So um, they might be saving some things that they haven't actually implemented yet, that they haven't practiced, they haven't put in there. But I don't think I don't think there's things that, that they have been working on all of training camp and work on throughout the week and then they just don't use them for games like that. So you're... There's something to be said for it, but I, I don't think I don't think there's just things in the bag that you're like, oh, we're not flipping over to the other side of the car because that's where all the cool stuff is. No, no, I, I think I think that that they desperately wanted to get red zone touchdowns. They want to end that narrative, um, and and they didn't really do it, but it was better. It was better. Um, had to find out from the NFL that a 20-yard touchdown is not in the red zone. I'll be honest, I didn't know that. I, I kind of thought 20 and in uh, is is the red zone. I think, I think you get 20 yards. And so the ball's at the 20, that's 20 yards. I I thought that would be a red zone touchdown, but, um, 
either way, I mean, they, they did score. They did, you know, I think, but the problem is, is that when they get inside the 10, that's really the issue is they get inside the 10 yard line. When things get really tight, they're, they're not able to throw it in. They're not running it in. They're running into each other. I mean, I mean, it was just, I mean, you could have cued the circus music there for a little bit on that play. And, and that was a wide open run. I mean, I think Pollard scored there, but, um, you know, weird weird things are kind of happening there. They did score with Hunter Lipke there at the end, so maybe that's a good thing. Uh, going back to the first part, the depth, Neville Gallimore. You know, they I think the defensive line, especially the tackles, kind of they um, they had to answer the bell. You know, they they got they got run over. The whole defense got run over, and it starts with the with the, the defensive line. That's where it always starts. And so guys like you know Hankins, he played well too, um, and, and Neville Gallimore. Oh, so those guys, I didn't see Mozzie a lot. But then again, I didn't go back and really look at it. All right, Brian from Kansas City is our next caller. Brian, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you? Well, that's a pretty good game to watch yesterday. I was yeah. pretty happy with that with that result. Definitely, definitely. Great, great win, great bounce back. Yeah, you know, I was, uh, I was really glad they put that uh, special teams trickery in the out there on tape, it just gives the other teams just one more thing you got to prepare for. Yeah, yeah, I have a comment on that. I, I'll say after after the call. Do you have another caller, uh, comment, or question? Yeah, I actually got two questions okay. for you. All right. So one is, I you know, so I I heard you say I don't know if it was last, I guess it was last week that both you and and uh, uh, Derek were a little surprised that they didn't kick Smith out to left tackle and. I was surprised with an entire week to prepare that that wasn't it. So does, just right. whatever you know about that, do you think that Idoga is the, the plan going forward? And then the other thing is just anything you know about Zach Martin and Micah Parsons from the, you know, they, they both got a little dinged up. Anything yeah. you know about that, and I'll hang up and listen. Have a good one, brother. All right. All right. Thank you. Um, always appreciate the call there. Um I think you said, what's the long-term plan there at left? I, the long-term plan, I mean, long-term as in this season, is Tyron Smith. That's still the plan. I mean, that's still what they're trying to do and have him at, at left tackle. Um, I think, and this is what I was told before the game, it's actually kind of encouraging because I asked this question. Um, I asked it to Stephen Jones. On, on the, uh, This wasn't anything secretive. This was on the, This was on our pregame show. I asked Stephen Jones that very you know scenario. Why why is it that that Ty, Tyler Smith not at left tackle, Edoga at, at, at tackle, and he said it speaks more for what we think of of how uh, when we think Tyron Smith's going to be able to come back. So they're not just going to move Tyler Smith and then Tyron comes back and then they got to shuffle him again. So um, I think if this was a little this was a long term injury throughout the season, they might look at, at going with their best five. But as it is right now, they're trying to to keep Tyler, keep him where he is. He's been really good there, and then just kind of patch it up on the left side. And 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 I thought Edoga played played well. I mean, I didn't see him. They had that penalty on the on the field goal, um, which that's interesting. I mean. Did he did that penalty prevent history or did it save history? Because I mean, the guys made thirteen in a row. I mean, I don't know what the record. We're getting close to the NFL record now for for most field goals to begin a career. I think the record is seventeen. He's at thirteen. Um, Sixty six yarder might might have. It would hate to end it on that if he missed it. But what if he made it? That'd be pretty cool too. So um, 
anyways uh he could have gone he could have been short and then and then you gotta you got those guys gotta go chase somebody from the patriots running around there so that's always a scary thing on those long field goals um so that and then uh, mike i think mike is fine he came back he played mike was trying to get sacks till the very last whistle uh zach martin i, I believe just got taken out because of uh just because of the score, you know, and uh, they put Bass in. They want to see what Bass can do. The fake field, uh, fake um, point after. That's that's when we we say this all the time. That's when you win games on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. That's how you win games. That's when your your coaching staff sees things on tape and says, "Look, look at this." This this lineup that the Patriots do, we could score on this. We could get an extra point and we could get a two point conversion on this just because of the way that they line up. So let's look at this. Let's practice it all week long. We get to the game. They got to the game, one uh, uh, extra point, and they looked at it on tape and said, yep, they did it again. All right, if we get down there again, we're going to do this. And sure enough, and and I think something to be pointed out here, it's really easy to be driving down the field and getting close to a touchdown and then saying, all right, if we score a touchdown here, we're going to do this. We're going to do this trick play. But – this happened after a defensive touchdown. It was a quick change. It was a lot happening. Boom, touchdown. What? We scored? Oh, okay. Extra point. Oh, no, no. We're going to do the fake. I mean, that that was that's pretty impressive to me to run out there and do that. Anger, you know, makes the throw. I mean, you got to sit in there. You got to fake it. You got to hope that that guy comes down there and doesn't doesn't hit the, the holder. And he didn't. He faked it and got up and threw a touchdown to Golston. Great. I mean, not touchdown. Sorry. Two-point two play. Uh, to to Golston. All right, let's go to the next caller. It is Travis in San Antonio. Hey, Nick. Happy uh, Victory Monday to you. Uh, thank you, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I just had three kind of quick things right. that I wanted to point out. Um, Shooting threes think, today. All right, let's go. I, I got three. So I think we saw, you know, we the narrative for the first three games was about the offense, like how was the offense going to look? And I don't think we really saw it because of, you know, different factors, weather, all that type of stuff, how the games went. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw like, this is how the offense is. And I think you saw, everyone saw that Dak can be very effective in this offense. And it's very, we use the term Dak friendly in the past, but I think this is maybe the most Dak friendly offense that I've seen him in. Okay. And um, I think those two interceptions by Bland are going to prove to be the two most important interceptions for our defense all year because now that's on tape. Even though he did it last year with the whole, you know, when Diggs goes out, everyone's going to go, I don't know, are they going to be the same defense? And he gets those two interceptions. Now it's kind of like, all right, we really can't pick on that side like we thought we could. It just kind of reinforces that uh, that they still have two good corners Mm -hmm. and Jordan Lewis. And then the last thing was um, the red zone. Um, I kind of, my buddy during the game texted me and he was like, uh, should we take out Dak? And I said, I'm not taking out Dak until we get a red zone touchdown. Um, <laughs> I think so. I was, which it was kind of just, you know, yeah. I was kind of wishing it, but I'm glad that we ended up getting one because it kind of gives them some yeah. momentum, at least a little bit. And I think the key to it to me is more Hunter Lipke and more Turpin in the red zone. See All what right. you think. Have a All great right. week. Thank you. All right. Um, Let's go. Let's go. To the the offense, the Dak friendly. I mean, yeah, I I think it is it is a Dak friendly offense. It, I mean, it's quarterback friendly. I mean, that, that's that's what it is. And you can do that. You can be quarterback friendly if you're gonna your defense is gonna play like that. But we as we saw last week in Arizona that that you have to have the ability to score and 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 you have to you know step on the gas when you need to. And they didn't do that because the defense is not always gonna have a game like this. There's gonna be things that happen. Um, you know. 
the 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 schoonmaker drop was unfortunate because that was a that was a dime that Dak threw. That was that was I mean, and it's the same type of thing. He threw it in there. It was it was not triple coverage, but I mean he 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 fit the ball in exactly where it had to be. And uh, you know it's disappointing that Schoonmaker didn't didn't come down with that. It would have been a tough catch, but that's what second round tight ends in the NFL is supposed to do. You're supposed to make that catch, um, and it was a great throw, and that that could have changed a lot of the narrative here about the red zone in that one. The Bland, you're right about Bland. Remember this though. Look at his two interceptions. They were both doing what? He was he was jumping. He was jumping routes, which is great. That's also going to be on tape. Double moves. If if that's that's why the pass rush is so important because a double move on a guy like that is going to be there. Okay, he's gonna. I'm just going to call right now. Deron Bland's going to give up a big big play because that's that's what it is. Cornerbacks make plays. That's unless you're Dion who didn't. He gave up some, not many. But you know, Dion would also bait people because of how quick he was. But but when you play aggressive like that, you're going to get some interceptions. You're also going to give up some, or give up some some big plays. Um, now Bland Bland's given up some, not not a lot. It's just a, it's just an aggressive style. That's why you really want to have a good pass rush. You want to have a good safeties. Um, but yeah, putting that out there to, to show that he's a playmaker. You know, now you're going to have to go to the other side and throw it to to Gilmore some, and that, that's. That's a good thing too, because he's he's covering his side. Uh, red zone, Turpin and uh, Hunter Lipke. I mean, it's just gonna have to be. You got to figure it out. You got to keep doing different things. And uh, Lipke was different, and that that worked. But that might be something else that they that they do here. All right, we have a text message uh, question here from Michael Scott in uh, Oregon. Probably not the guy from the office. Uh, Nick, what's up with uh, our tight ends in the red zone? Seems like they drop a touchdown every week. I don't know if it's every week, uh, but. But yeah, I mean they're not. They're I've seen a Hendershot. Uh, Hendershot had had one. Uh, Schoonmaker had one, and Ferguson as well. And um, yeah, probably. I mean, I guess not, maybe not every week, but it's it's up there. I mean, this isn't. They haven't. They haven't come down with those clutch plays now. Now Ferguson's starting to take that next level though. Ferguson. Uh, he's he's separated himself um, as as the guy. So uh, they're still going to run two tight end sets. Um, but I thought with Hendershot out of the game, he had an ankle injury and it didn't play. They put McEwen in there um, as the third tight end. But it was a good opportunity for Schoonmaker. It really was to kind of maybe put himself in there, and I don't think he did that. I mean, Hendershot comes back. And it could They're going to have a decision to make on who they want to play more in the second tight end, but Ferguson's making it clear where he stands on the first one. All right, let's go to uh, Mark in Florida. Is that our next call? Yeah, Mark in Florida. Hey Nick, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Mark. Nick, don't call me, don't call me crazy, but I'm gonna make You're an crazy. argument why I'm <laughs> why I'm way more impressed with the Cowboy offense than the Cowboy defense. You play who's on your schedule, no doubt, but let's call it what it is. Giants, Jets, and Patriots are offensively challenged teams. They don't pose many problems for defenses in general. On the other hand, the best thing about those three teams are the defenses. And red zone aside. Cowboy offense moved the ball up and down the field against all three of those defenses. Right. So, uh, you know, to me, so far, quarter of the season in, yeah, the defense still has to do what they got to do. My only point is I think that the Cowboy offense is not getting enough credit. Yeah. I'll hang up and listen. Okay. That, that, that's a good that's a good per, um, perspective. I mean, um, you're right. I mean, it, and it's I said it the other day. After four weeks of the season, we can kind of get a good gauge of what everything is, what the league looks like. It's still going to be weird. Things are going to happen week to week. You know, um, 
I mean, good luck figuring out the Jets. I mean, I, that's not our, you know, we're not, this isn't Jets storyline, but they're, they're a tough team to figure out. I mean, they, they, um, you know, losing their quarterback and then, you know, they're playing Zach Wilson. I mean, that, that game last night, I mean, it was a, that was a tough, tough loss for them. Um, but they were there, they were, they were hanging and, and they're, they're going to be a tough out, you know, every, every game. So it's hard to kind of figure them out. Giants, we'll see, you know, they play tonight too. Giants kind of, kind of tough to, to figure them out. So, yeah, you're you're right though. They're not going to be the the greatest offenses, and the defense has done really well. The 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 one thing about the defense though is they have that Arizona game sitting up there, and I don't think Arizona is going to be good this year. I just don't. They're, they're they're not. But they they beat the Cowboys that that game. They were better, and uh, but yeah, the offenses you know the offenses move the ball. I'll take that all day long. I'll take an offense that can get up and down the field, move the ball. They have the most red zone opportunities than anybody. So that's good. I'd rather have that than somebody that gets in there and scores every time, but they've only been in there five times all season. I mean, this team, they'll they'll I think they'll they'll figure it out. I really do. But the fact that they're getting in there um and, and then getting field goals, you know, hey, at least at least they're getting points, they're getting field goals. Um they're getting points for to help that defense. I think I think the touchdowns will come. Um it may not be at, at the clip that, that everyone is comfortable with, but it's it's a good problem to have that you you can't score touchdowns when you're down there. I mean, at least it's that. At least it's not we can't get past midfield. I mean, like, and and I'm I'm not saying I'm trying to say glass half full, but you know, but I'm just I just mean like I think they'll they'll figure this out eventually. And, and at least in the meantime, they are they're getting some points and they're and they're helping that that defense. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to another mark. Mark in Georgia. We had Mark in Florida. Now we got Mark in Georgia. You guys in Jacksonville just hanging out together? Just, just hanging out, enjoying the wind, man. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Hey, I wanted to piggyback on your um, article last night about how critical we are of McCarthy not being ready last week, but mm-hmm. how prepared he was and how the team responds after losses. Right. And and really back to the the my my big thing with with McCarthy that he seems so steady. He's he's steady in the fact that he says. We're going to play behind the defense, and we're going to we're going to really plant everything around that. And he's been true to that. Mm-hmm. I think he's steady with the run. He's steady with not trying to put Dak in, in opportunities to make big mistakes. And with that comes times of being a little bit more conservative than we'd like to be. And then at times he's he's sometimes ultra uh, aggressive. But but really, I think he's done a great job figuring out the team and the red zone stuff. Like you said, I think will come in time. And but like he said from the beginning, this the defense is who we are and who we're going to play behind. And, and yeah. I think that's really good. I think, um, I think the thing with, with McCarthy, what, what he, thanks for the call, Mark. You're right. He He's going to do what he does. I mean, that's, that's what, that's, that's who he is. He doesn't change a whole lot. Um, that's the tough part about being an offensive, uh, a play caller is that that's, that's always the tough balance of, being who you are and running you know, the stuff that you think will work, but also you have to be creative. You know, you you have to you have to mix it up because I don't know about other teams, but the Cowboys have like thirty seven coaches. Okay, some of them are a, a, a good handful of them are like analytics coaches and 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 quality control. 
And that's their job is to see how many times you run the ball to the right on third and five when the the sun's out, you know, east of the Mississippi. That's that's they have analytics on all that. So you can't you have to mix it up sometimes. And but you but so it's a tough balance of staying true to who you are and the plays that that, that you believe in and all that, but also mixing it up. And I, I think so far he's done a good job and he doesn't he doesn't care as much about the red zone problems as the fans do, the media does, all that stuff. He's going to keep kicking field goals, keep doing that. And, you know, he didn't in Arizona. He felt that they could score. They couldn't. But I think that, that he's going to keep doing what he thinks is, is winning football. All right. Uh, Leo in Atlanta, Georgia. Leo, what's up? How you doing, Nick? Uh, you're rapidly becoming my favorite podcast. Yes. Take, uh, but I, I, take that. I want to talk about I want to talk about the kicker. Everybody seems to relax, but um, I'm still holding the right to reserve because it seems like we always do good until the end of the season in the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah. Well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, like I'm, I'm kind of the same way. You know, I'm. We'll see. Like, I, I think. You know, I, I'm starting to get to that sense, like in extra points that he's going to make them. He's going to make these short ones. He's got a lot of practice. He's got a lot of practice on these kicks, you know. But um, I, I just I feel like he's been he's been steady. He's been steady. That's all. That's all you can ask for with, with him. I mean, true, but it was the same way with my my her and Zerline. Yeah, it was late in the season in the playoffs. I okay. So you want to? Would you sign? Would you cut him then and, and get a veteran? I mean, I don't I don't know what you're. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like you don't you don't have to like start the fan club for Aubrey. Like I I understand that, but at the same time, it's like this isn't the playoffs. This is this is week week five. I mean, uh, I the the thing with Aubrey is is when the season started to me he had a short rope. I mean, it was it, the leash wasn't long. You you can't miss a lot. He missed that extra point. It was bad extra point in the rain, but he came back, made like four or five others, made some field goals. Okay. Next week's hit some more field goals, long field goal. Now you're starting to have a longer rope. He could miss some kicks this, this game and you're not changing anything. So that's all he's doing is he's just building the confidence of the team and maybe building confidence in you. I don't know, but I mean, they're not going to make any changes on it. Yeah, you're right. He is building confidence, though. Yeah, I mean that's that that's all he can do. That's all he can do. And 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 you're right, Leo. I mean, you you don't have to. I was the same way last year with Maher. And the main thing is because I had seen him what three years before that. We we saw him here, and I wasn't really all 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 in on him. I was just kind of waiting for the waiting for the to any something bad to happen and then it did and did and then did again in, in Tampa but they were they were winning you know that they, they won and so it didn't really hurt them but it did it did hurt them in, in San Francisco the next game so um I I I get it but that's it's not just the kicker every talk show in America is talking about oh nice win nice win Dow we'll see what happens when you get to play that's the way it is that's why I hate these big picture takes I mean we can't you can't get there we, we're not going to just you know, get in the DeLorean and get to the play. It doesn't work like that. You can't, you can't skip ahead. This is the fun part of it is. And why would you want to? This is, this is good time. All right, let's go take, let's take one more call before we go to break. Emmanuel and Rockwall. Emmanuel. I hear myself. What's up, man? I'm good, man. Can you turn down the, uh, the, your, uh, radio or, or turn down the the computer. There you go, Emmanuel. What's up? Yes. Hey, how you doing? I'm great, man. Talk to me. Uh, this, uh, this is my first time uh, 
talking to anyone in the Cowboys. Okay. I'm a, I'm a Cowboy fan since 1975. So I'm old school. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I just called because everybody worried about the red line uh, offense. Uh, this We have a great coach who is trying everything. He's trying everything that will work. This is the beginning of the season. We need to be patient and see what the team is doing. They are playing well in defense. They are playing well offense and special team. So I just want you to tell everyone to keep their cool and look at the games. Okay. That's all I have to say. You, right. you, 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 this your program is very good. I Thank like you. It. Thank you. And, and that was, and, that, and that's a good point. Thank you, Emmanuel, for the call. Um, and um, I think, I think, and, and you're right. I mean, easier said than done. Okay, easier said than done to say, "Hey, everyone, be patient." This is this is a group. This is a fan base that was thinking about the San Francisco game back in week one, week two, um, and so it's finally here. But but I think we've all kind of learned that hey this this team they ha- they have to be focused. Micah Parsons said it perfectly the other uh, at the game uh, yesterday. When we are focused, when we're prepared, we know we can beat anyone and dominate anyone. When we're not, when we're not focused, when we're not doing the things we need to do in the middle of the week, we can get beat by anyone. Basically admitting that that was the issue, and I think we all saw that. Uh, when it comes to the red zone, like Emmanuel was saying. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, the, the, we're, we're still trying to see everything. It's been four games. Um, I, I, I think it's a problem. It, it's, it's been a problem, and you get into some games where points are, are, are going to be needed. Uh, that yeah, you can't leave touchdowns on the board, so they, they have to figure this out. But it's good. It's good to have a thirty-eight to three win and still have things that you have to work on. Not just the players, McCarthy too. McCarthy outcoached Bill Belichick yesterday. He outcoached him. And guess what? He wasn't perfect either. He's the play caller. They needed to score more. That's good for him. It's good for the players. It's always good to have the yeah, but games. You won. You won convincingly, but more to work on. We're going to take a break here on Cowboy Storyline. Be right back for more calls and text. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. 
So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop Ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. What is up, Cowboys Storyline? Back for the second half of the show. I say second half. We're kind of getting close to the fourth quarter here. Uh, big win for the Cowboys, 38-3. to They needed it. They needed to, to bounce back, show everyone, calm everyone down a little bit uh, as we head into this huge game. I mean, it is a it is a big game, and I've, and I've said it over and over you guys kept wanting to talk about it i was like let's 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 you know and focus let's slow down a little bit got these other games but it's here now it's here we, we can talk about it and i think i think the win yesterday kind of helps a lot of things for for this team confidence wise going into it because you know they san francisco's that's the, that's the team i mean uh the eagles are eagles are undefeated too eagles are going to be the team in the in the division but you know san francisco's knocked out the cowboys the last two years in the playoffs. We know this. Everyone knows this. They've been better than Dallas for the last two years. They they're, they're, they have a better record this year. They just beat a team in Arizona pretty easily that beat the Cowboys pretty easily, um, you know, the week before. So it's all here. I mean, it's this is, this is a great early test to see exactly what this team is. Um, I want to point out one more guy real quick before we get to another call. Um Brian Anger had two punts yesterday. Uh, he averaged 56 yards on the two punts. And 55 and a 57. Um, one of the punts, I thought, changed the entire game. The 55-yard punt. One didn't just go 55 yards. It almost hit the board up at the top. It was it was high, and it was way out there, and it allowed Jalen Tolbert, who had his best game of his career, go down there on special teams and make a great play. He had to knife through a couple of guys, went down there, made the tackle. That got him down to the 10-yard line, and then they had a penalty to the five, and then a couple plays later was a touchdown. That flipped the field. That really changed the whole game. That punt by Brian Anger, um, he had a pretty good game. Also threw a two-point conversion. So uh, really, really good game for him. Let's make sure and and, and don't forget that. Uh, They didn't have to do a lot of punting, but when they did, it changed the game. All right, let's go to Eric in North Carolina. Eric, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Nikki, man? Happy Cowboy Monday, man. All right. How you doing, bud? Man, I'm feeling great. Uh, you know, starting off the week with a Cowboy win, coming off a good weekend, man, kicking with my family and friends. What more could you ask for? All right. You know? Yes, sir. Just a couple things, man. I'm take up too much of you guys' time. I just want to point out and give my flowers to Deron Bland. You know, I think he's only going to get better. He's going to see more tests along the way. Mm-hmm. But this kid has a good head on his shoulders. He's confident. He shakes bad plays and go back out there the next play. And visit is all. I like his mindset. I like his mentality, man. I think we're in good hands. Uh, Caller said it earlier, man. He's gonna, 
he's, he's putting back that worry and all that on his side of the field. Hey, we just can't throw up this guy, man. And, um, you know, I'm really impressed by him. Um, secondly, when a caller touched on earlier, I want to see more Hunter Lipke in that, inside that 10-yard range, man. I think he is a direct replacement of what Zeke gave us. He's very instinctual. He's very smart and patient. He finds a hole. He's athletic enough to get through there. And, and he just has a nose on getting to the end zone, man. And I think he's a weapon. I think we're on to something with him. And also putting, um, you know, Turpin inside that area too, man. They were threatening the defense laterally with his speed. Yeah. I just really, you know, encouraged, man. And I want to see more. And I think next week is going to be an ultimate test. And I have confidence in this team that we can win as long as we bottle up that boy McCaffrey. He's a headache. We can find a way to do that. I think we can kind of – I think we can be on to something, man. But thank yeah. you for taking my call, Nick. Thank Keep you. doing that stellar work, man. God bless you. And Cowboys for life, brother. There you go. There you go, Eric. That's a, that's a victory Monday call right there. Eric, I don't know if you played football, but if you did, I bet you played defensive back. Because I think you you, you have to understand that. You understand the mentality of Deron Bland. Understand my, how important mindset is. It's very important for a corner. I would say – quarterback cornerback and kicker those three right there you you gotta have the right frame of mind to, to play the position and, and it's different but at cornerback you 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 can't remember the play you gave up or the play you just made you have to pull you have to play the ball or play the man or whatever you know you play your assignment that's what you have to do and Deron Bland I I've been so impressed with him, and I don't understand how he got through so many rounds with not getting drafted until the fifth round. I just I don't know. I mean, you know, community he played. Uh, he, was a, he was a junior college, and it was Fresno State. And but but some of the some of the highlights, I mean, were really really good. Um, but lucky he did, you know, for the Cowboys. Um, but but yeah, I mean, and then as for the for the for the red zone stuff, Hunter Lipke. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see him down there. Not maybe, but the the thing with him is that he can be he can get the ball, and there's times where he might be the lead blocker. So I think he's his role is going to keep you know increasing. I'm I don't know if they would want me to say this, but I'm I'm at the point where you, know, you got to keep trying something different. I think they need a defensive guy in the game. I, I that's what I would do. I would put a defensive lineman in the game, somebody with a quick you know quick first step somebody that can provide maybe a mozzie smith maybe a, a chauncey golston you know he's already he scored so no but somebody down there that can provide a little bit more push we see it we've seen it in the past we've seen it in college a lot i mean and maybe that maybe it's a push situation or maybe it's just it's just an elite blocker but i would i would like to see that you know an oversized guy in there that can do some things you got to try some some stuff different at this point and you know, maybe it's Turpin, Lipke, maybe somebody else. All right, Robbie in Florida is next. Robbie in Florida. What's up, Nick? Hey, Robbie. How are you doing? Hey, man. I'm great, man. Hope you are as well. Yeah. First, a shout-out to you guys, man. I've, I've listened to you guys. been a fan for years. And when you and Derek got there 20-ish years ago, I read your book. I love all the content you guys put out. I Just appreciate that. Thanks. Thank you so much, yeah, Robbie. Um. You just changed my question. What about putting Micah in there? And my question was, do you think Micah's going to be all right? I mean, he looked a little hurt. But you want to play him on offense. I'm kidding. No, I'm just wondering. <laughs> no, wondering. no, 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 I'm joking. No, I think Micah, um, 
I think Micah's fine. I think my, I, I think he's I, fine. I think his feelings are hurt more more than the knee. And I only say that only kid because this guy wants to get sacks. He wants to get play. He wants to make plays. He wants to be a difference maker. He was a difference maker in the game. Just didn't get sacks. Uh, he's going back out there after a little knee, you know, banged up. He wants. That's what he wants. He wants to go make plays. That's um, and and that mentality is is what you love about him. Um, you know, the, the the Patriots had a chance to score in the first you know first drive of the game. Uh, they had Gasecki was open. Uh, he almost ran into Chris Bean there in the back. I don't know if you saw that. Good job, Chris, getting out of the way. A little stiff arm there. I was like, oh, I was watching. I was a little worried about my producer uh, for the show, but uh, but no, nice nice job, kind of sidestepping. But he was open. Gasecki was open. Mike Mac Jones. He had Mike right in his face. I mean, that he that was a pressure that that caused that throw. So he didn't get the sacks, but he he always makes a difference in the game. I think he's fine. Um, for sure. So I, I think he'll he'll be he'll be fine in there. And then I don't know about offense though. I'm, I think he just stick to that defensive side of the ball. But we've seen it when he gets the ball in his hands. I mean, I, he's going to the house. I mean, he's going to the end zone with it for sure. Craig in El Paso, you're next. Yes. Thank you. Hey, Craig. Hi. What do you got? Are you ready? I'm, I'm oh, ready. okay. I'm ready to roll. You're up. It's your turn. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what do you think about our uh, short yardage offense running the ball? I'm, it's bugging me that we don't seem to even try. We have first and goal from the four, and we immediately start throwing. And I'm thinking, run it three times, quick hitting up the middle, maybe even four times. You could probably run four sneaks and get it in. And we're third and one anywhere, and we throw it. Our, our, do our guys, in your opinion, don't have the ability to move them or our backs can't get that one yard? Do we miss Zeke that much? And does that contribute to their red zone woes? Because everything is compressed when we get down there yeah. first and goal from the nine. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, thanks for the call, Craig. And, yes, I mean, the red zone, it, it's just – it's every – it seems like every – Every button he's pushed, McCarthy as the play caller, every, it just it just hasn't worked. It, it hasn't worked, and you know, he's tried different ways. He's tried to throw it three times in. He's tried to run it four times in. He's tried uh, he's tried different things, and it just it just hasn't he hasn't found it just yet. And you can't really blame it on the offensive line anymore. They they were they were they had the line intact for the most part, not not tiring, but but I mean it wasn't a line issue. It's just. It, I don't. I, I can't put my finger on it, and I don't. They can't either. That's the thing. Um, I hated that that call on first and goal from the from the four and a throw to CD. I hated that call, I, and I, I agree with what you just said. I'm running the football there. I get two yards there. Now I know I got three plays to go score a touchdown. If I if I throw an incomplete pass, I I probably only have two plays there. So first down is so critical all the time. And what's weird is. It's, when they get first and goal from the nine or ten or eleven, which I always think is is so tough to, to score, they 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 run there and they're only getting a couple. That's always the key is is what happens on that first down run. So first down to me is critical, and that's where they they just kind of struggled a little bit uh, or a lot of it actually, if we're being honest. Uh, we've got two more calls. Let's go two more calls today. Sean in Bakersfield, California. Sean, thanks for waking up out there in California. What's going on, man? How's it going? What's going on there? How are you? Uh, I'm I'm wonderful. After that Cowboys win, baby, I I love to see how they came back. Um, but you know, I'm in California, man. It's it's on to the big game that we've all been waiting for. You know, right. uh, I'm surrounded by Niner fans over here, and 
all they've been talking all these years, you know, uh, all these months been talking all this trash to me, and uh, <laughs> I'm ready for the game. Um, I just wanted to say one thing, man. Um, if, I, if I was one of them coaches over there or any of them players, I'd be watching last year's film, and I would just get all worked up for this week and just let it all out. Kind of like a caged rooster in a sense. You know, you mm. you hold them in, make them watch those videos of last year's game, and I hope they just unleash the, the fury on these freaking Niners, man. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, Sean. I mean, we if, if we need – if there's a last-second injury, we're going to call you, Sean, and I think that you, you're ready to be suited up and play in the game. I mean, that's like, – I love football. I really do. I, lo- I, I love it because, like, you can hear the passion – in his voice, of the stuff that he deals with, he's been dealing with that since all January, and then the previous January as well. And it, that's why it's that's why we we love sports because because like this really matters to you guys. It does, and I I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, I don't know about caged roosters or anything like that. I didn't know they get so bottled up and ready to fight. I I don't know. I would go with a little bit more fear. How about a lion? We can get a lion, maybe uh, a wolf. Uh, I don't know any other of the player nicknames, but uh, all right. I mean, yeah, Cowboys Niners. We're gonna we're here for it all week long. All right, last one, Curtis in Oklahoma. Curtis, hey, uh, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I, I'm excellent. I don't know what's tougher, um, trying to get in the phone lines on storyline, or the Cowboys trying to get in the red zone. Mm. Nice. Take that as a compliment. I like that. But you know what? You know what? You know what, Curtis? I'm changing your name to Hunter Lipke because you're the last caller. You got in Let's just like go. Hunter Lipke. So what's up, man? Hey, my the biggest cheer moment that I had yesterday. Well, there were two of them. Uh, one of them was whenever he pulled the quarterback. Bill Belichick pulled the quarterback. That was just. I was like, oh man, it's like. Yeah. We just started the fourth quarter, and and it wasn't necessarily a safety thing. He just knew that he, you know, he was not doing yeah. anything, couldn't do anything. Right. The second, the second one, which I think was a huge reflection of the difference between last week and this week, was my man Jalen Tolbert flying down on the punt and just yeah, that was huge. Debo slamming the uh, the <laughs> returner. So yeah, um, those are the just the two things, and then finally. I just think that this is such a huge game, um, not just like to know that you can beat San Francisco and that you can, you know, be the one of the top teams um, in the NFL. But I kind of alluded to this before, like this could affect who you play in the postseason. Like I'll, I want the first round by, I want somebody else to beat up and maybe even beat, you know, the 49ers in the first or second round. And let's just get an easy pass to the Super Bowl. And you can do that. You know, you can help yourself do that this week yeah yeah i mean you're, you're right i mean that's that's not necessarily thanks for the call and thanks to, to, to wrap it up for us here curtis but uh it, you, that's not really looking ahead uh to say about the playoffs and all that when you, you you're right games like this matter you know i mean games against nfc you know nfc teams i mean or you know any anybody in the nfc or the division so they all matter in their own way but a game like this if, if you think it's going to come down to the end which we all kind of think it will um those these are probably the three best teams in the nfc with the eagles cowboys and 49ers um 
not really in that order, but but those those three teams. Then yeah, th- this game this game matters one hundred percent, and and uh, and also matters too just to see where you are, where you stand. You know, are you good enough? Because you know the 49ers are good. That's the thing. You don't know about these other teams. 49ers are good. And they've been better than the Cowboys. So this is a great opportunity for the Cowboys to go show them. You're right. Pulling the quarterback was great. That was that was good to see. I mean, you had to at that point. Belichick's looking at those stats, and you're like, all right, who's caught the most passes here? I got Henry with four, Douglas with two, Bland with two. Oh, wait, no, he's with them. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, pull this guy. Get Zappy in there and just let's finish it. Just like we're going to finish this show here. We went a little long today. You guys, great. 13 calls. That's awesome. Uh, Chris Beam in the back. Appreciate you punching the buttons. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow. Let's talk about, we'll talk about the 49ers even more tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. See you then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!